You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hi, folks, and welcome to Let's Talk Photography, episode 38, the show for November 2016, and I am your host, Bart Pushots. We have a wonderful panel today, including a newbie. Newbies are always fun. Um, so, let me see. Uh, no particular order. Whatever happened to be randomly here in Skype. Um, let's say... Actually, let's start with a newbie. Hi, Clay, from the Cybercast. Welcome to Let's Talk Photography. Hey, what's going on? I'm happy to be here. Mm, pleasure to have you. Um, since you've never been on to the listeners... Okay. Uh, I'm a photographer hobbyist. And a podcaster at cybercast.com, where we talk about just random nothingness. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds familiar. That's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Well, welcome aboard. Um, also yeah. joining us for the first time in a while on the photography show, we have Alison Sheridan from the NoSillaCast. Hi, Alison. Nice to have you. Actually, Hi. what am I saying? You hosted last month's show. <laughs> I haven't yeah, talked actually, to you in a while. Bart, you haven't been on the show in a while. It's nice to have you here. <laughs> That's a really good point. Yeah, I haven't talked to you on this show in a while. But yeah, you were very gracious to step in. I had some family stuff going on last month. So I want to thank you for volunteering. I didn't even have to ask you. You just went, would you like me to do the show? And I was like, yes, I would. So thank you. <laughs> well, I could count the number of times you so. <laughs> yeah, 98 true. to 1. Yeah, well, still, I appreciate it. And thank you. Good. And then also joining us uh, from New York City, we have Antonio Rosario. Hi, Antonio. Hi, Bart. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, pleasure as always. Well, this is I think this is the first time we've recycled a topic, but, uh, well, the holiday seasons come around every year, and we're always left the same problem of, A, what gifts to give, and B, what gifts to sort of subtly hint slash ask for. So I'm going to break this show into two halves. Gifting your photography to others, and... Gifts to buy the photographer in your life. And I figure we'll leave the the one for what we'd like to get for last. And let's talk about the one where we give first. uh, And then we'll switch around halfway over, halfway through the show. And then we'll go the other way. Um, So I guess the first question is, do people on the panel give gifts of their photography to people? Um, I know I do. uh, And I have a feeling Alison does. But anyway, let's... um, Clay, who wants to jump in first? Do do you give gifts of your photography? I give my time uh, very often. If they have events, I'll say I'll come and shoot it. Ah, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, that is a great idea. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's a I had, yeah, simplest thing on the I planet. Had somebody, <laughs> I had somebody just ask me the other day, uh, just a friend of mine that I don't talk to that often, but he and his wife said we really want you to take our Christmas picture of us and our kids. It was like, well, I'm sure. That's really, that's really flattering. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, Alison, I would consider, although it's, you know, it's not an, it's, it's not a, you know, $500 gift, but I consider the fact that you send us a Christmas card of the entire Sheridan clan being goofy. 
every year. I consider that a gift of photography, and I have yet to open the envelope and not have a little chuckle. If the outside is sane and normal, then I know when I open the card, it will be goofy. And if the outside is goofy, it's probably sane and normal on the inside. But there will be a mix of goofy and sane. And if you're and if you watch carefully, sometimes it's just goofy on the back. It's crazy. You don't know where it's going to be, right? <laughs> Somewhere. Um, so, do you want to go into sort of the idea there, Alison, of you know your Christmas card? Well, we live in Southern California, so Christmas is kind of strange. Like, I sent Bart a video yesterday of the oh, uh, TV newscaster. Just, you just reminded Did me. I, I have a screenshot I want to send you from this morning when I turned on my phone. What it said was, feels like minus three. (laughs) Well, I haven't told them what it said yet. Well, this was San Diego weather, and they used words like temperatures plummet because it was going to be less than 70 degrees outside. So uh, (laughs) when when we do our Christmas photo, we often make fun of that. So we uh, last year or the year before, I know we got dressed in goofy Christmas sweaters, huddled around with with hot chocolate and and had caps on and everything in front of a, 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 a an inflatable snowman and, you know, green grass and the sun shining everywhere else. So uh, we like to have some fun. It was it was pretty silly. We enjoyed it. How did you not melt? (laughs) <laughs> we took the pictures really fast. <laughs> that kind of picture, you know? Well, yeah. I I do so enjoy whenever you send me your weather forecasts. You always <laughs> seem to pick the... Do you, like, watch the weather in Dublin and just choose the time that will make me crankiest? I think my favorite was when I, I saw, I, I, yeah, obviously, spotless blue sky. We don't have clouds at all. And there was one tiny, teeny little puffy white cloud. It was you know basically a small cotton ball. And I took a picture of it and tweeted it out with the caption, Stormwatch 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's just the caption. Cool. Antonio, do, do you ever gift photography? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, mainly because I, I don't presume to know what somebody, um, wants from my picture collection and, uh, unless I know for a fact, but I usually. So, so uh, if someone drops you like many, many, many not so subtle hints throughout the year. Maybe. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, yeah, one, I mean, I might've given away like three prints <laughs> okay <laughs> for um generally i generally don't uh it's not i don't know it doesn't feel like the thing i want to do uh and i couldn't really explain why but part of that is like you know a little bit of the fear of like you know if i a friend a gift and i i swore it was the picture that he wanted and he said it's not the picture and i go it is the picture you want he's he not the picture you want and i was like okay <laughs> And I left it at that. And that sort of left me with a, a bit of a taste about doing that, that I would really not like to put someone in an awkward situation where they say, well, that's not really the picture I want. I don't like that. Yeah. Or, you know, go into their house and not seeing it <laughs> hanging on their wall or something like that. So I, I just I just avoid that altogether. Interesting. And you were talking about, like, gifting Allison does uh, for Christmas. I, Elizabeth and I do the – my wife and I do the same thing every year. A similar thing, I should say. We um, put together a Christmas card that sort of sums up the entire year in some sort of very strange uh, visual scenario. Um, and we've been doing it since 1999. And every year people are now expecting a card from us that has some sort of weird story on it. Um, 
So I don't know if that's quite a gift of photography. Well, but... I would count that as a gift of photography. Like, you've put a lot of work and effort into it, and oh my it's God, your we photography. Of, yeah, we do put a lot of work into it. There's a lot of – and it's and it's the kind of time when I let my, my Photoshop um, skills really drop. <laughs> Who does the shooting? We do. We okay. we we set up in our apartment, um, uh, or we'll find a stock shot that we shot of us during the year, mm-hmm. if we don't have time, because sometimes we're waiting for the last minute, and it usually ends up being a a, um, a New Year's card because we're so late on printing, and we have to print them ourselves and do the whole thing. But we had, you know, I sit there and I get the elements from, you know, I find pictures from wherever, and I I, I glue them together, and the Photoshop job does not have to be very good at all because. <laughs> I really don't want to spend too much time making it. Try not to make it look realistic. So uh, maybe I'll send you a couple of them that you can put in the show notes. You can see what I'm talking about. And, and those cool. get a lot of, uh, again, those get a lot of, uh, you know, accolades from our from our family and friend. And again, it's like we try. And oh, what people have to do is they have to look at it and try to figure out what's going on because we're not very obvious about what happened in our year. So, oh, so and this year's going to be a, it's a puzzle as well as uh, as, as a greeting. It is. Yeah, and then we usually on the let's say we we have a picture on the front, and we have some interesting text in the middle, and then on the back we have a, uh, a generally a quote from Star Trek or some sort of Star Trek related image. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Since Elizabeth and I are Trekkies, so Excellent. as one does, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Antonio, that reminds me. I do uh, calendars for people. Uh, and I know Bart does this. It's a big treat to get uh, Bart's calendar. Ours is a family calendar, so I do it uh, one for each of my kids and for my in-laws and one for us. And uh, that's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work to put together and to get everybody in the family to contribute and everybody to say, uh, no, that picture makes me look fat, you know, until I get it exactly and count up and make sure everybody's equally uh, represented. But uh, in the end, I'm just we just love them. They're so much fun. Mm. Yeah, I've gotten a few from friends. I like those. I, I sort of, I, I, it's now become a big thing where I really have to do something special every year for the calendar, which is slightly daunting because it means that when June comes around, I start to panic. So, <laughs> oh no, the end of year is getting close. Um, so it started off because I have, so I'm living in Ireland, but I have a lot of family in Belgium and you know, I was taking pictures and stuff, and mom was like, no, but your, your your grandmother would really like to see some pictures of where you live. I mean, it's beautiful, and, you know, she hasn't seen it, and she hasn't been out, so you should do something. I was like, okay, fine. So I did a calendar of Maduth, which is the town I live in, and it was pretty. And then, so like, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, I really liked your calendar last year. I want another one, but something else. Oh, sugar. Okay, so that year I happened to be big into photographing butterflies. Okay, fine, butterfly calendar it is. Like, oh, that's lovely. Now I want another one. And I, I just keep on having to come up with a theme every year. Um, and they don't want me to repeat. And this is now the 10th year. Uh, so I'm, <laughs> wow. I'm struggling a little bit, but I think I've decided to, this year it's going to be monochrome, which I've never done before. So black mm-hmm. and white imagery of abandoned church buildings, because there mm. are so many of them within cycling distance of my house. So... I figure that's going to be my theme, and I don't know how it's going to go down because it's, mostly my calendars have been noted for being bright and colourful. Uh, so I thought, let's go monochrome. Uh, no idea how that's going to go over with the family, but we'll give it a go. There was one year I did only nighttime photography, and that worked out okay. So I guess I guess they don't mind the odd curveball. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. 
Uh, and then the other the other thing I have I've sort of been working on. So my my grandmother, actually, yeah, so my grandmother who initially the calendars were for, uh, she sort of had to she's sort of moved house and she has a much smaller place now, and so she doesn't really have room for a calendar. But she's she's agreed to keep a hook on the wall, which is my job to fill every year. So I have to provide her with something to hang in a place on the wall for 12 months and then replace it with something else the next year. So I've been going through doing canvases of um, actually sepia tone shots of sort of historic buildings in her local town. Um, So I need to pick one actually and get that ordered soon because we're halfway through November. Uh, Mm. So that's sort of another theme I have going. Um, Again, that's... So that that's kind of all I do um, in this sort of arena. I, I find giving gifts uh, photography a little hard. I mean, it's, it's easy to buy. Like I know we're going to talk about it in the second half, mm-hmm. but like I find that easier to like give someone a gift. Uh, you know, of, of especially a lot of my friends are photographers and like that. So to do that rather than giving them my photography, it's just I would agree. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it, it, yeah, g- g- like giving your photography to another photographer is. I don't. It's it's definitely way way different to something like you know, Granny really wants a nice calendar of the family. That that yeah. seems easier. Yeah. Okay. Unless anyone else has anything to add, I suggest we change tack and move over to the other half of the conversation that we all seem to be dead keen to get into. <laughs> <laughs> We're kind of like, yeah, let's go, Bart. Well, ideas. I guess it's sort of we we sort of have an ulterior motive, right? Because we are photographers. Therefore, we will be receiving gifts. And this counts as the world's least subtle hint on the planet. So if if any of my friends and family are listening, this is probably what I want for Christmas. I told my wife to listen in, by the way. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I I took a little different tact. I looked at things I already have that I really like as a photographer. So I did it wrong. So they're gifts you've had in the past that you're you're now letting people know how great they were. Yeah. Gift to us. Okay, well, do you, do you want to kick off with with something to get us going, Alison? Well, let me start with a stocking stuffer idea. Okay, lens good. caps. Brilliant. Lens caps. You can never have <laughs> enough of those, right? I buy them by the sleeve for myself. I, could, I just, I don't know, I fling them off all the time. Um, I know for my husband's GoPro, I'm going to give some stuff, uh, ideas from Steve, too. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of GoPro, GoPro photography. And so those little tiny plastic lens caps, man, those suckers are gone like like nothing. And I, I'd knock them off of my camera. And uh, the most expensive thing I ever had to buy was a lens cap for his um Oh, gosh, who makes this camcorder? A Canon camcorder. It cost $16, and it was basically like a what? butter dish lid. Oh, I was. Oh, and I had to pay $9 in shipping. Wow. 25 yeah. bucks for a lens cap? Yeah, so I said, okay, I'll buy two. And she said, yeah, that's another $9 in shipping. What? Wow. What, 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 what? <laughs> and and this, I had to call eBay? her on the phone. No, it was <laughs> Canon. I was so oh. angry. I told him, I said, if you ever lose it again, I'm buying a thing of Nutella and just sticking that on the front. <laughs> <laughs> In the future, just call KEH.com. I'm pretty sure they have it. <laughs> oh, there you go. I will. It, these things are usually standard sizes, right? So if you know how many millimeters across it is, you could probably get a lens cap from anyone that will fit. Yeah, yeah, maybe this was the wide angle lens, so I'm not sure it oh. would have been, but uh, it didn't even say Canon on it when we got it. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Really? They probably got it from some knockoff place, too, and just yeah. resold it. <laughs> oh, and I had to call on the phone. I couldn't order it online. Oh, like an animal. Wow. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> what was this in the nineties or barbarians? <laughs> it's like the last year. What? Really? Wow. Yeah. yeah, I was angry. That's my stocking stuffer idea. Oh, that works. Yeah. So the, uh, the other thing is cling film and an elastic band is a way of not paying Canon 50 quid. <laughs> yeah. What, to have one of those things Classy dangling looking too. off your yeah. camera? No. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, I, actually, if we're on stocking stuffers, the other thing you can never, ever, 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 ever have enough of is lint-free cloth. Oh. Agreed. So, yeah. if you see some of that cheap, buy a bunch and just give it to people who have either glasses, binoculars, cameras, actually that's it, or telescopes. Glasses, binoculars, cameras, or telescopes. So your astronomer friends, your not very good at seeing friends, and your photographer friends. In other words, yeah. all of our friends. <laughs> actually, yes, pretty much everyone on the planet needs lint-free cloth. I agree. I do film photography, and those things come in huge help. Very handy. For uh, film photography, you said? Yeah, I do a lot of film film photography as well. And when you're developing, you know, sometimes lint is everywhere. <sighs> so, what would you be cleaning then? Forgive me, I've I've never I've never done this whole chemically thing. So, uh, so basically, if the, when the film when you when you're done drying the film, you you blow it. But sometimes, you know, you have a little bit of lint. You just use one of those soft ones, uh, those lint-free uh, cloths, and wipe it off. So, oh, and that yeah. won't smudge the print. No, no, because it's negative. uh, it's, yeah. yeah, the negative. You, oh, okay. you just have to make sure. You just have to make sure not to uh, to go on the emulsion side and scratch it, basically. <laughs> right, <laughs> that would be counterproductive in the extreme. Pretty much, yeah. You unless you, unless that's the artistic. Was that? Yeah, you can scratch the other side of the uh, of the negative, not the the yeah emulsion side. You can't scratch the base side. You can. Right, right. To some extent, I should say. Yeah. Unless that's your, you know, unless you're you're aiming for that look. <laughs> well, right, it, it could be artistic scratching. Exactly. That's what I say when I scratch mine. <laughs> <laughs> I meant that. Yeah. Nice clay. Retro stuff. <laughs> uh, I suppose in a similar vein, another thing that I I certainly think you know probably more for a photographer, but uh, a little lens blower can never go wrong. The little. Um, Love you know, those. Oh, the one-way valve things? Yeah, with the little yeah. one-way valve that squirts air on things. The rocket blowers. That's the name I was looking for. Thank you. Yes, exactly yeah. those. Again, you when you do film photography, that's like your best friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, and even you if, know, you, you know, if you just have anything at all, really, being able to blow stuff off without sucking it back in is always useful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Another non-sexy but sort of in the stocking stuffer category for me is uh, spare batteries. And for... Most cameras, my experience has been bad if I don't buy the vendor's batteries. So, mm. like, if I have a, um, uh, like, for my old Nikon or now for my Olympus, I would always buy the, the real batteries. But if you've got a GoPro lover in your in your life, uh, Wasabi batteries are really inexpensive and really, really good. Uh, they sell, a, it's spelled like the, uh, the green mustard. Uh, it's, you get two batteries and a charger for like 20 bucks and steve's bought a bunch of these and they last just as well as the ones that he got with his gopro but they cost hardly anything so uh i've got a link to those uh over at uh, amazon if you're interested in those but make sure you know what model of gopro they have because they change the battery sizes part way through but that's a nice little gift that just makes somebody happy yeah that's fantastic not sexy <laughs> but happy <laughs> Yeah, we don't. Doesn't always have to be sexy, right? Little things make a big difference. Yeah, I agree. I'm not chiming in with anything because I don't have stocking stuffers. Mine are a little bit more 
more expensive <laughs> than stocking stuffers. Yeah, well, I, I have a, I have a, you know those lens bands? A what? Yeah. The lens oh. bands? Yes. Yeah, I love those. That's a great stocking stuffer. Yeah. I have a bunch of them because my wife stops my stockings with them all the time. <laughs> I have one and I don't think I've ever used it. I really, really? should clean my lenses. Uh, I use it all the time, especially when I go to Amsterdam and, you know, especially when I'm there doing rainy weather. Love it. Rain. I remember rain. <laughs> I live in South Florida, so loads of rain. Oh, well, it's, uh, thunderstorms, which means pretty rain. Yes, that's true. Okay, I had something in the back of my head and it's just gone away, which is why you shouldn't record podcasts at 22.11 on a Friday night. I'm sure <laughs> it was brilliant. I'm sure it was the best idea of the whole evening, but it's completely slipped my mind. So uh, if it comes back to me, I'll pipe up. Um, Maybe Anto- Antonio should take our price up then. Yeah, I was going to say, Antonio, do you want to take us up from stocking stuffer to, well, perhaps not bank breaker, but maybe a little bit up to well, scale? <laughs> bank breaker is relative, right? Depending on who's listening. Whose bank it is, yeah. <laughs> uh, the timing for this show is good because uh, in late October I went to the Photo Expo and uh, actually for Street Shots podcast, I recorded a few interviews with uh, vendors who were selling some neat gadgets and so... I thought I would mention some of those. Um, oh, great. Because they are photography-oriented. I'll start with the slowest price. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and how low is lowest? Well, it was $99. So okay, so we're, we're going up. Yeah, it was uh, something called Grip and Shoot. Uh, it was like a little pistol grip for a smartphone. For um, It's not a stabilizer, uh, but it does um, – it connects to your – uh, smartphones camera or smartphone via Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. And so it's a remote uh, triggering uh, device. And you can do two things with it. First, you can actually connect your phone to it so that it is kind of like, I want to say a stabilizer, but it lets you hold it in a little bit more natural way. And you have like a little thumb, uh, sorry, four finger trigger, which will uh, pair with its app. And I think there's some other third party camera apps that it will trigger off. And then it's got a thumb rocker, which will do uh, digital zooming. And huh. I think with the new iPhone uh, 7 Plus, it will. it's possible that I think it actually triggers the, um, the uh, second lens on it so that you do mm. a, a zoom in on it. But it was a nifty little device. I liked it. And, you know, it's not, again, it's not stabilization, but, you know, those cameras have, the, the iPhones have uh, stabilization built into them. So... It just seemed like a little bit more of a natural way to be able to hold it rather than, um, you know, stretching out your arms and uh, and holding yeah. the phone with two hands. And the other thing, because it's because it's Bluetooth, you can actually separate your phone uh, <laughs> from the device itself and then trigger it remotely. So I thought that was a nice little uh, device. And you know, ninety nine bucks wasn't so bad. And and it could use it. I think you could connect any phone to it. So anything that had Bluetooth. So it wasn't just an iPhone. You know, the Android phones and I guess the. Uh, pixel from uh, google as well so so i did have a stabilizer in my list uh again for gopro in this case it's a company called feiyu tech f-e-i-y-u um they've got the feiyu tech g4 is the one i bought for steve last year it's a three-axis gimbal for your gopro and it's just basically it looks like a stick with your gopro up on the gimbal there and uh you can control how stabilized it is all three axes or just two and uh, it works. It works really, really well. It's a, b- a beautiful device. Much easier to use than the stabilizers for the the big uh, DSLRs. 
And uh, that's 194 bucks though, so it's definitely in the more luxury category, but it works really well. It's a very slick little device. Cool. Specific to GoPro, though. When you start getting the ones for the iPhones or for cell phones, they tend to be a lot more expensive. Uh, they've got one for the iPhone but or for phones, but it's 200 I don't know. That's a great question. Um, well, that's interesting because I was also listing the uh... – uh, from the people who make the drones, DJI, they have something called the Osmo Mobile, which is mm-hmm. a stabilizer for iPhones uh, or uh, smartphones, and it uses the same stabilization that their drones have, and it's also two ninety nine. That's uh, hmm. that's now to me it's for a stabilizer. It's not not a bad price, but certainly not you know. <laughs> yeah, if you were doing you it one professionally, gift. what you'd spend many thousands of dollars, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just funny that it costs a hundred. I mean, it's fifty percent more. Well, it's hmm. harder to stabilize a bigger area, and those little GoPros are absolutely tiny, and they weigh nothing. True, true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I used to design gimbals, so I should know the reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you kind of like a you have like a magic special one sitting at home from you know. <laughs> no, it turns out the government doesn't let you take those things home. Ah, how mean of them. Okay. Um, anyone anyone have anything that pings nicely off? Or actually, Antonio, you probably have a few more on your list, do you? Yeah, no, I, I do. <laughs> How long is your list? Uh, well, actually, I got, uh, well, now I've got five left. Since five I left? Seven. Okay, well, sure, you give yeah, us the yeah. next one. So you started off at $100. How high are we going well, yeah, now? <laughs> I, I'm going to skip down and then, um, to one that's uh, different ranges. Uh, I have uh, a Fujifilm Instax. In- Instax, they could come up with a better SB1. I-N-S-T-A-X printer, right? The SB1, right? Well, I, hang on, I don't know. SP1, yeah. I've got this little printer, but... <laughs> it's on my uh, list, that's why. <laughs> uh, Instax is also um, an instant camera by Fujifilm that uses the same uh, kind of, it looks like little teeny tiny Polaroid films. For those of you who, you know, are as old as me, will remember what Polaroids are, instant Polaroids, but they're uh, these are teeny tiny ones. They're about the size of a business card. And, uh, yeah, the printer connects to either your phone uh, through an app uh, via Bluetooth or it can connect to a Fuji camera. I'm not sure if it would connect with other brands' cameras. I don't see why it wouldn't. It does. It does. It does. Yeah. I have it. And um, it comes with a little 10-pack of film and you, you put it in and, and you send your picture over to it and it prints it and it's a nice – it's a great little giveaway. They also have these – Instant cameras, which I think use the same film or similar film stocks. It does. Um, Do yeah. You have to shake them. <laughs> you can shake them if you want, by all means. Uh, and the the price range from the camera to the printers range from between fifty and one hundred and twenty dollars, depending on where you buy them. But I love it because it's a battery powered printer. You can stick it in your bag. It's about the size. I can't. It's about the size of a small little hard drive. It doesn't weigh that much. And, you know, you take some pictures, even on your iPhone, and if you want to give them to someone right away, you just send them off to the printer, and it and, and prints really fast. And, and then it takes a minute or two to develop, and then, you're, and then you're done. And is it expensive in terms of consumables, you know, paper, ink, whatever it has to go in? Uh, it can you know, be. I forgot what the uh, film costs were. But you can find um, deals on Amazon where they sell packets, you know, like uh, packages of two or four packs of film so uh, What's, i don't remember it being too expensive but it, yes of course he's each each print is you know i mean i'm sure it's less than a dollar 
I think. So do you think the popularity of this is just that we never print anything anymore, so that becomes a novelty now? Yeah, I mean, um, I just uh, I just recently lost a cat about a week ago. Oh. Uh, two weeks ago, actually, Sorry I should say. And, um, yeah, thank you. And I've been collecting pictures of him, and... Uh, on my job, I work uh, a crane, uh, a jib on a television show. And I was thinking, I really want to have a picture of him connected to the monitor that I have to look at while I'm working. And so, I, like, there's no other way to do that other than making a small print. Mm-hmm. And, you know, small print, gaffer's tape, taped it up to the monitor, uh, had him looking at me, you know, or I get to look at him. And it's it's a different kind of experience than having it on my phone or someplace where I can't always see him you know yeah so uh and even just having the picture in my pocket sort of gave me some comfort so yeah i think it's i don't know something, if, something if, movies, if movies have taught us anything you're supposed to have a picture of people in your wallet aren't you yeah <laughs> <laughs> not, but, not you in know, your smartphone yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah i uh, fired it up a bunch of times and i think you know when i want to just give someone a uh, a shot that i take uh, of them on the street i find that it 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 actually helps bring people together. Like, oh, look, look what we got. And... So, Clay, you said this was on your list too. Is it because it's something you have or something you want? So, I have the SP1. Uh, the SP2, which came out uh, a couple of months ago, is what I want. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's the difference? I haven't seen that so one So, the, the resolution, because remember, it, it, what it does is it basically, it basically reflects the image onto the film plane. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's how the image gets created, and the resolution is actually slightly better with the SP2. Mm. Um, but you know what's amazing about Instax now is that they actually came out with a monochrome version yes. of that film, a black and white, yeah, right. And and so I I have I have a freezer and a fridge full of a lot of film. <laughs> I, I must have like I don't know maybe thirty packs of the uh, Instax minis. Um, and I'm actually waiting for the monochrome to become uh, cheaper, <laughs> actually. Uh, and how, how many prints are in a pack? Ten. Ten. Okay, so we're yeah. not talking a 36-roll film here. We're talking ten. Right. Ten, yeah. yeah. And the printer and actually has a nice little counter on it, so it lets you know how many prints exactly. are left. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And what did you say the price range was in these? Well, the for... new one is 199 Oh, is it? Wow. Yeah. yeah, the but old one, I think, is like uh, 130 or something, yeah. right? Yeah, and then there's um, then they have the cameras that range from between $50 and $120. They, yeah, they so use the, the, the mini, yeah, the, mm-hmm. mini, the mini 90, the Neo one, which has all these you know, extra features, is 138 And then the mini 8, which is what I buy for small kids, <laughs> you know, because uh, a lot of kids like to come along to shoot with me. I just buy mini 8s for them, and that's about 59 bucks or so. And give them a pack of film and uh, have them explore. Well, that's yeah. cool. And are they pretty robust? Like, are they pretty childproof? Yeah, actually they are. The mini, the, especially the like the mini five, the mini seven before that was pretty good. Uh, my my son has dropped it multiple times. It's still you know kicking, and the mini eight is, is actually it's a good size for small hands. Excellent, cool. This sounds really expensive to me. Fifty five bucks for a little kid, and you're going to give him film. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that, like, well, I don't know how how people started with photography, right? But like. Polaroid was something that really, um, you know, I used to be a painter, right? And painting took long, 
instant photography really pulled me into photography. And so that's yeah, so sort of how I get my next. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I, I'll, I'll, I'll add to that because, uh, I just recently dug up some old pictures that I'm, uh, for the podcast that I just published a couple days ago. And I looked at the date on it. It was November 22nd, 1975. And it's a Polaroid of my cat, uh, in my house when I was growing up. And I just remembered my mom gave me a Polaroid camera prior to my birthday. My birthday is on the 23rd of November. So this is like two or three days before my birthday that I got this picture. And this was one of the first cameras I had. And the, there's still like, you know, digital pictures, digital cameras don't really have any magic to them. And a Polaroid style, instant style photograph still has some of that magic because the image comes up out of nowhere. And it's like it's when I, yeah, when you were in a dark room too, and you would make a print and you would put it in the water, and this white piece of paper would suddenly turn into an image. Mm-hmm. We, we don't have that experience too much anymore at all with uh, with digital. And I think for anybody who's exploring photography for the first time, to be able to capture some of that magic again, um, one of these kind of little machines is, uh, I think, is a really great great gift. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, you know, it's it's not crazy expensive. I mean, you don't have to go buy a computer for them, right? You, <laughs> you give them the tools right there, the film, the camera, and you say, go along, kid. Yeah, they have something tangible before they are back in the house. Right. Instant yeah. gratification is good. Yeah, I do have to learn that there's only 10 pictures, though. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I was going to say, give me another pack. Give me another pack. Give me another pack. Nope, that's it. <laughs> Uh, some of my earliest memories of, of, of photography were being very, you know, being constantly in trouble for using all of the 36 shots on the rolls I was buying, or rather <laughs> my parents were buying from me. So I don't think I'd be very good with 10. But anyway. <laughs> you know, when we were talking about uh, gifting photos, I, I had an idea of something you could give to a photographer uh, is credit at a printing place. Like I used uh, Adorama Picks a little while ago for a metal print that I was really, really happy with. And giving someone credit at a a service like that might encourage them to print their work. Right. It's a good idea. Or, yeah, or a gift voucher for one, you know, whatever amount of inch canvas or something like that. Yeah. Uh Yeah. And you can pick what price you can afford. (laughs) You're getting a three by five. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a very interesting idea. I have a very, very, very... I just remembered something I wanted to throw in. So before I forget again, um, I have a really unusual one to throw in, completely west of field, completely left of centre, and way cheaper than Antonio's picks. Um, So I, by accident, ended up buying a really useful piece of photography equipment in a bicycle shop because it has apparently nothing to do with photography. (laughs) Um, So it's winter here now, uh, as I was complaining about earlier. And that means when you're out cycling, it's bloody cold on your hands. So I went out and bought a pair of cycling gloves, full length rather than the mittens. And I was surprised to find that nowadays they're all capacitive. That's like a standard feature. I was expecting to have to pay a fortune. I just went into the shop and went, I'd like to buy some cycling gloves and I want them to work with my phone. How expensive will that be? And I went, oh, they all do that. I was like, really? (laughs) Wow. So they do. Now, obviously, it doesn't get you by Touch ID, but it does get you by the Apple Watch, which is great. But the thing is, because they're nice and tight fitting and they're very flexible, I can operate my DSLR without taking them off. Nice. So I re- like last weekend, I, I, I wanted to get some proper exercise. It was bloody cold. I just had my new pair of gloves. So I stuck on my cotton carry case for carrying the 
strapping my DSLR to me while I'm cycling. There's another pick, actually. I'll come back to that one. <laughs> and I cycled out to the airport, and by the time I got there, it was nearly 5 p.m., so it was sunset, nice, you know, nice light on the airplanes, Andy, but it was absolutely freezing. I took off my gloves, took about two photographs, and was nearly ready to give up and go home because my fingers were falling off. And then I just put the gloves back on and tried... And I could do everything. I could hold down the little plus minus button for exposure compensation. I could dial the dial. I could do absolutely everything with the gloves on. And I stayed out there until it got dark. And I actually came back with some nice pictures. Did the gloves actually keep your hands warm? Because I always find that gloves, you know, because your fingers are separated from each other, they can't keep themselves warm. I, I usually like mittens. But I would well, like they, to get a pair of gloves that because I do that as well. Well, they're not like magic, but they're an awful no, lot warmer no. than not wearing any. Well, yeah. um, so to give you an idea so it's an hour and a half cycle each way through the airport and I spent an hour standing there so that's three hours plus an hour four hours and I was fine so they can't be terrible and I went to look what brand they are so I could give out a link and give a proper pick and they are the only thing I have ever bought where they didn't bother putting any branding on the product whatsoever <laughs> so the branding was entirely on the piece of cardboard I threw in the bin what's wrong with people really <laughs> I well, hate that when you you have some favorite piece of kit of whatever it is, and you look at it and you're going, "Oh, you should buy this. It's called it." Oh, yeah. Or I want another one. It's a oh. Yeah, there are exactly three letters on this product: G, E, and L, which is desi- describing what's in the bit your hand goes on. It doesn't tell you anything about who made it or where you could buy any more of them. So <laughs> wonderful. Go to your local bike shop, ask them for a nice pair of gloves, and they'll be useful for photography. I guess that's yeah. what my pick will have to be. Hand things for me when I'm shooting are uh, in winter. If my hands are cold, uh, I just I go back inside. And so um, I ended up getting my wife got me last Christmas, maybe the year before. Was these uh, I don't know if I described them to you once before, but uh, they were the they're like lighters, but they're hand warmers, and they use um, lighter fluid. Wait, this sounds. From the last, that was from last year. You it was, right? Yeah. 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 To bring those up again. I, yeah, I, they I was looking for them before forever. when I went to Amsterdam last year. <laughs> I couldn't find they're them. From, they're from Zippo. and they, <laughs> That's such a bad idea. No, it's not. They, you put, you put uh, there's, um, a, uh, how to describe it? It looks like a giant lighter. And you fill up the bottom part. It's got cotton inside. You fill it up with lighter fluid. Then you have a little, what looked like a little catalytic thing on top. You light that with a lighter. Uh, it it doesn't flame. <laughs> and then stick it in it's, your pocket. It doesn't flame. It smolders. And then you put a cover on it, which has vents on it, so the air comes into it. And then you put that into a, a sort of like a velvet pouch. And you keep those in your pocket. And depending on how much fuel you put in, they'll last like between – three or 12 hours and the slight downside is your pockets might smell a little lighter fluidy there's no fire whatsoever there's no fire there's no flame it's it's like a smolder and it gets <laughs> really really hot it, i'm sure it's they're wonderful antonio but it just it sounds go so wrong at, no go look at them on uh on um uh, Amazon. I, I'll try to send you the link for them. But yeah, uh, do do please. But I I was skeptical about them as well, and then I was reading the reviews about them, and I've, these things have been around forever. Um, and you know, w- when you're in a very very cold environment, you know, you really can put. I put I bought two, so one in each pocket. Yeah. But really, you could just get away with one. Uh, and I just like to I keep them in there and take my gloves off and let my hands warm up, and I can use my my gear without my gloves for a little while. I mean, it makes a big difference. And I, I 
used them for a whole season and never had a problem with them. Never had flame uh, flames or anything. It's not okay. it, totally safe. A whole year of use of no catching fire. Huh? Okay. The smell is mild. I mean, it's not, it's, you know, like I said, it's a little fuely, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I like, I, you know, it doesn't like stay in your clothing. It doesn't, you know, permeate in your clothes and make it smell like, you know, you're in the gas station or something like that. So, okay. um, I actually like it. It sounds as crazy as it did last year. Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> well, I, it works for those of us in the North who need to keep our hands warm. Uh, I haven't found any kind of other hand warmers that have worked nearly as good. I mean, the, those kind of the with the, um, the I don't chemical know, the ones, haven't you? Chemical you... stuff. They last. They last ten minutes, and yeah. you know, unless you're squishing them all the time, which I can't do. Um, and I haven't found anything that's electric, and I'm not that keen on electric stuff in my pocket either. So. I'm not anyway. sure which I have more issue with. Actually, some sort of battery powered heating device, or some sort of. Chemical powered heat. Uh, yeah. Anyway, if they've worked for you for a whole year, then I trust that they will not set me on fire. Again, so. those are for us who are like, you know, in the middle of the, you know, sub-zero weather. Boy, uh, you know. <laughs> but, I, but I imagine you can't fly with that then, right? If you're traveling to <laughs> somewhere else, right? Yeah, I probably wouldn't fly with those. and oh, probably okay. have shipped. <laughs> Actually, they can't. They, they, uh, when you buy the, um, the, the fuel, they have to ship it via ground. Ground, yeah. Uh, okay. can't have that in the air, yeah, so. they're not fond of having highly flammable fluids on airplanes. No, no. I don't know why. But Actually, it works for me. Is, <laughs> is the ultimate hand warmer not a Galaxy Note 7? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move us on to something we can fly with. <laughs> oh, go on then. Don't worry, Antonio. We'll come back to the rest of your stuff later, but I want to move yeah. it around a bit. So go on, Alison. Titillate us. <laughs> So uh, USB-C is all the rage these days with the newer Mac laptops, and I'm quite fond of a device from a company called Juiced Systems. It's a tiny little adapter that slides into the side of your Mac and sits kind of flush along the side, and it gives you another USB-C port so you can charge while you've got this in, two uh, USB-3 ports, USB-A, and uh, an SD and micro SD card slot. It's uh, 45 bucks on Amazon, and I love this thing. They come color-coded, so if you've got a gold MacBook, it goes with that. If you've got the new Spacegrave MacBook Pro, it goes with that. They're, uh, it's a slick little device. Like I said, 45 bucks, so it's above stocking stuffer, but it's the size of fitness stocking. Cool. And so this is for the 12-inch MacBook as well as the new expensive right. pants MacBook Pros. Right, 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 right. It would be a little bit thin on the new MacBook Pros. Actually, I should try it while we're talking and unplug my mic accidentally. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it w it's really nice because it's not really a dongle. It doesn't flop around on the side. Yeah. It fits flush up against it, maybe an inch thick and a couple inches long. I really like oh, mine. I, I have a birthday coming up in January. I think I may Ooh. buy myself one of these. Yeah, there you go. Hmm, interesting. Excellent. Thank you, Alison. Antonio, do you want to give us number four, three, <laughs> something from your list? Uh, okay, from the show, uh, what was I, something actually I want to buy? It's a little pricey uh, from Lens Baby. It's two hundred and seventy nine dollars. Oh. So yeah, you know, you get it for your significant other, perhaps. Uh, but they just announced a new product called the Lens Baby Trio Twenty Eight. Now, if anybody doesn't know what a Lens Baby device is, it's a lens. Um, different types of lenses. A company that makes these lenses that do interesting kind of, you know, you'd call them filter effects hmm. to your image. Uh, they are kind of sometimes simulating old type lenses and they add a little bit of uh, softness to the edges and 
um, I think they have some really nice um, effects. And they came up with this lens that is has three different styles of effect. So it's a it looks like a pancake lens, and it has a little barrel on it that has three other lenses in it, and you can rotate them to get three different effects. And it's it seems to be made out of aluminum. It's very light, very small. You can get them for different Nikon, Canon, I think Sony and Fuji mounts. Um, and I, I've always sort of looked at the lens baby stuff, but I didn't really want to get invested in one of their lenses because it's a little pricey. Some of their other stuff is pricey, but this seemed like in a sweet spot. And it also had these three different effects on them. And it seemed really nice. I, I hooked it up to my Fuji camera. I took some test pictures and I thought I probably could buy this before the end of the year. So, uh, cool. and it's a way of testing the three different, they have, like I said, there's three different styles. So you're not locked into one style. There's some downsides to it. It doesn't have a, a variable aperture it has one aperture setting. Um, but you know, you can do, uh, you can change your exposure in different ways on a camera. So I didn't think that was such a big deal. And plus the, it's, it gives you a built in shallow depth of field, which I kind of like for portraits and stuff like that. It actually is really fun to do portraits with this, uh, with these lenses. So um, two seventy nine, yeah, a little pricey, but you know, for a lens, I think that's probably not that expensive. Yeah, I mean that they they often cost a lot more than that. Yeah, I mean, the lens baby does have some more expensive things as well. Uh, they, I think they also sell um, lens baby adapters for uh, smartphones too, so little uh, clip on lenses as well, which probably are cheaper. <laughs> I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, I really enjoyed this. I think it would be my first lens I want to buy uh, to get into the lens baby system. Uh, so Sweet. Yeah. Clay, do you want to throw something in? Sure. Uh, can I it, – it's a, it's a combo? Is that is Oh, that yeah. Cool? Sure. Okay. <laughs> no. So it's uh, – no, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's a, a changing bag, a u- universal uh, developing tank, a roll of film, and some developer – in other so words, the changing... everything you need to get started. Yes. Cool. So the cha- basically the changing bag, uh, you know, they cost like 30 bucks. Universal tank, I would say Patterson. Uh, the developer, I would say it's one of those mono baths, which is, you know, going back to instant film. There's a company called New 55. They're trying to remake this old. I don't know if you guys remember that uh, Polaroid 55. I that... do. Of course. You, you remember that, right? Yes. Um, so New 55 is, is trying to remake that film. With the uh, with the negative attached to it, too? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, that was great. And, oh. Yeah, yeah. And so right now they have the developer that they use. So I, I, I actually have all the stuff to make the developer, but for a new person, I would say buy the ready-made developer. It's called the Monobath R5. Like R, uh, it's called R5 Monobath. Uh, you buy that, and you shoot your first roll of film, stick it in the tank. It takes about seven minutes to develop. Take it out and hang it. And there you go. Voila. Cool. <laughs> Do you not need to buy, That's like, pretty- a red LED light as well or something so that you don't ruin everything? No, you actually no. have the changing bag. That's what the changing bag is for. So you basically put the film on the reel in the changing bag. No, Because if you do the, 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 the safe light, mm-hmm. that's for when you're doing the, the actual... Um, developing of the print but when you're doing the ah. developing of the the film itself you you ha- everything has to be dark oh it's so sensitive there's none of this oh red is fine you'll be okay yeah. it's it's dark dark 
And yeah, you know, some for, people, I'm guessing this is for black and white film. It's not yeah, a film. yeah, yeah. Triax. Yeah, the film was Triax. Actually, you could you could develop something like uh, Ilford XP2, which is a C41 film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, yeah, I, the the film I would recommend for a newbie is probably something like Kodak Triax, which you probably remember if you shot film, right? Uh, still around. I, I would I would choose that. Cool. Yeah, guess I guess it is. You know, if you don't want the smell of lighter fluid, you can smell of developer. (laughs) (laughs) I did find a rechargeable uh, USB hand warmer, by the way. Sorry. Oh, that's an interesting (laughs) idea. I I like this trend towards USB stuff. (laughs) More than light yourself on fire stuff. Yeah, I don't know why. It just... The, t- the chances are, though, like, it, I mean, I joke about the Galaxy Note 7, but, you know, something with a battery can probably do you more harm than the lighter fluid. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going to throw just, in... I like uh, the, sorry, I was going to say, I just like that developing little kit. That sounds like a nice little gift to give yeah. somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have to say, Clay, Thank you. you've come out with some great gifts for, you know, for with kids in mind, for getting people interested and in sort of lighting that spark. Well impressed. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to throw in a little, well, sort of stocking stuffer. There's $28. Is that stuffing, stocking stuffer or is that too much for stuffing? Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, so this is, uh, the, the product is called a Glyph, G-L-I-F, and it's basically a tripod-y, stand-y thing for iPhones or other smartphones. And this this product is by a company called Studio Neat, and this is like, it must be at least the fourth version of this product. But my camera bag is full of versions of this product for every iPhone I've ever owned because I have always adored them. So they used to be very specific to the exact iPhone. So you you had to have an iPhone 4 Glyph to use it, to use it with an iPhone 4, an iPhone 5 Glyph with an iPhone 5. But now they've built a universal one, so one Glyph to rule them all. And you can attach it to a tripod or you can use it to simply stand the iPhone as it is, which is also a useful thing to be able to do. And it... It has, you know, multiple places where you can attach it to the tripod so you can have it, like, vertical mounted, horizontally mounted, and it's teeny tiny small. So I'll stick the link in the show notes, uh, but I just adore these things, and my camera bag always has a glyph in it. Uh, or, See, or many. You, you brought up the thing that bothered me about the glyph was I kept having to buy new ones. So you're I know. This one, this one will continue to expand, you think? Well, unless they make the phone stupidly big that, the, that there isn't enough <laughs> extension in it. It should be fine. So it is. It is designed to adjust. So it'll go as big as the seven plus these days. You think? I haven't. I say it I'm not a believer it. in these large phones, but I believe it does. Yeah, I have to check that out because that I might be on my first, list. Cause... Yeah, I was gonna say I bought the first Glyph and I no longer can use it. I, I yeah. give mine away. So when I give, I, I tend to hand me down iPhones, and I hand me down an iPhone and a Glyph. Oh. <laughs> I had one from Square Jellyfish that I really liked, but my husband took it. Oh! <laughs> I asked for a tripod for Christmas one year, and he got it for me, and then he took it. So I'd ask oh. for it again the next year, and that time I asked for it in red because he knew he wouldn't use that one. Oh, bright pink, surely. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't quite pink. do pink. Yeah, okay, you're like me. I hate pink. Anyway. <laughs> I love pink. There you go. I want to get some pink sneakers. Actually, I actually had a pair of pink New Balances. I loved them. I Still want a pair so bad. The very neon, neon pink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do <laughs> like that. I got a pair of running shoes that have absolutely every single color in them, and I say they go with everything. Steve says they go with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every pair of, of trainers I have owned has been brown. 
Oh, it's bright brown. That's so sad. Yeah. Well, then they because when, when you're walking through the mud, they don't. You can't tell that they're dirty. Yeah. <laughs> and they That's go true. with the very very boring choice of trousers, which is generally green or khaki. <laughs> <laughs> I remember mud. <laughs> hey, oh, I've got one. Oh. If you really want to mess with your photography friends, especially if they're Photoshop people, uh, Affinity Photo. Uh, everybody on here probably knows what it is, but anybody uh-huh. who's not listening is uh, my favorite photo editor now. It's from affinity.serif.com. It's 70 bucks once. You're not renting it. You're buying it. Now, it, it does not have any sort of a Lightroom uh, equivalent. They're working on one, though, which will be amazing, I'm sure, when they come out with it. But this is a spectacular piece of software um, that would really mess with the head of somebody who's already got Photoshop. <laughs> or you could give it to someone who doesn't already have Photoshop and they would absolutely yeah. adore you. And doesn't want to pay a monthly fee. Mm. Yes. A yearly fee us. paid monthly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, was actually, really that was actually... Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say it was really, really capable software for how little it costs. It's pretty mm. amazing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, my, my, stocking software, my, my stocking software was actually going to be that... That card, I actually just bought one of those cards for that, you know, that yearly photography subscription for, you know, Lightroom and Photoshop. Mm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Alison, are you sure Affinity costs that much? Because and I'll just check the Irish app store and it's forty nine ninety nine here. Well, that's what it, it was. Fifty bucks the last time I saw it, but I just looked it up and it came up as uh, seventy. Yeah, I oh. think the price went up because uh, okay, I I'm bought it for forty nine. Like right now, this second. And it says uh-huh. price, euro symbol, 49.99. Mm. Okay, let me check. Um, is it in the App Store? Let me it see what's in the App Store. Yeah, it is. Mm, but I can't see the price in the App Store. because Oh, it is $50 in the App Store. Okay, well, that's interesting. On their website, it's 70 Well, that's huh. probably weird. Do they have two says... versions that you can buy? One's at the App Store and one is at, the, uh, at their 4. store? 4.3. Well, the App Store one is family sharing enabled as well, so that's really good value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wonder whether it is. Yeah, no, they've just got the wrong price because if you hit the the seventy dollar link where it says buy now, it's forty nine ninety nine. I'm glad um, you called me on that, Bart. Well, thank hey, goodness, look, save ten twenty bucks right here. Yeah, because that's a really good price. It's a lovely app. So excellent, cool. Oh, sugar, I had a great idea. Now I forgot. Oh yes, now I just remembered it again. <laughs> you write these I am getting old. Um, I obviously have tripods on my mind, but a gorilla pod, you can never buy people enough gorilla pods. Big ones, little ones, just buy your photographer friends gorilla pods. They're amazing. Oh, but if you're gonna, and if you're going to buy gorilla pods for them, uh, just like Allison was talking about before with the landscapes, buy them extra little um, connectors. The mounts. Those oh, things, really? they, the mounts, yeah. Buy a Why? bunch of those. Because they, A, you lose them. But yep. B, uh-huh. you can attach them to everything. So you can have one under every little camera that you need to have it. Instead of having to take them off, because to take them off, it's a real pain in the butt because you need a quarter or something like that or a screwdriver. So you might as well leave them attached to whatever device you want to attach them to. So you can buy extra ones. And and then because the GorillaPod, you can just snap off the mount from the uh, tripod part. Ah, very good. Buy a few extra ones, yeah. That's great, yeah. Fantastic. Excellent. Okay, Antonio, do you want to give us another one from your list of expensive things? Yeah, well, the prices are going up. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> well, no, this one is uh, it was this nifty company. I think they were uh, on Kickstarter, um, a company called Palette, Palette Gear. Okay. Um, did you talk about this once? I can't remember. These little... It's not um, ringing any bells with me. All right, so there are these little 
think of them like Lego sets for Lightroom, uh, which have analog dials and sliders on them. Oh, yeah, and I remember this. You uh, connect them to, I think they work with different programs like Photoshop or Lightroom or Premiere, and they uh, basically give you some of the basic, you can connect them to some of the basic developing controls in Lightroom. And instead of using your mouse or a tablet to control, you know, exposure mm-hmm. or contrast, you use these dials and these sliders. So they're physical things on your desk. They're physical things on your desk. And I was like, I, I saw them when they were on Kickstarter. And I was like, eh, they're a little pricey. The base kit is one ninety nine, and you get, I think, like four or five little dials and switches. Um, and like a main hub that's the the, the brains of this thing. Yeah. Uh, and then you can buy additional ones to snap onto them. And when I first, you know, uh, saw it, I was like, yeah, it's expensive toy. But when I was at the show and I interviewed the guy who was uh, uh, the owner of the company, um, it, I came to the realization, like, sometimes when you're doing this kind of work, if you're processing on a computer, it's nice to have, like, this muscle memory to be able to do yeah. things with your hands instead of um you know moving a mouse or something like that to have a dial where you can you know it's more of an analog control and i, I was actually kind of sold on it when i when i was talking to the guy about it and i thought well you know 200 dollars for a base kit and then you can buy each additional slider switch for another 20 to 30 or 40 dollars depending on what you want to get and you can configure it any way you want um i thought you know that's not a bad price for something like that and i thought it looked a lot of like a lot of fun to, to be able to sit there and process your pictures with these little dials and sliders. So, Interesting. so it's $200. Yes, it's another. Okay. You know, it's not a stocking stuffer, but I think it's a neat little gift. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely sounds cool. Hmm. Okay. Anyone else want to jump in? Hmm? And anyone else want to jump in with something, or will I go with an expensive one? I have an expensive oh, an one. Expensive. I have two things yep. left. Heart's <laughs> turn. <laughs> okay, so I, I know I've recommended this before, but I'm going to recommend it again because I just love it to bits so much. So it's the cotton carrier system. So this is a system for carrying your DSLRs when you're out and about. So it's designed for doing stupid stuff like mountain biking with a DSLR. Um, so it is a spectacularly sturdy mount, but it's really quick to release the camera in and out. And the... The concept of having it as a system is that you don't take the... So it has a thing you screw into the bottom. And actually, they give you a plate that allows you to keep your tripod mount and their mount on the bottom of the same camera at the same time. So you can snap into your tripod and you can clip into the cotton carrier. And they have lots of different... Well, they have a a selection of different products, but they all have the same connector. And basically, if the camera is... is If the camera lens is parallel to the ground, the camera will come out. If it is at any other angle whatsoever, the camera is not going anywhere ever. It is spectacularly well held in there. And so what are the likelihood while you're mountain biking, the camera will come perfectly parallel to the ground and then rise up? I mean, that basically means you tilt the lens 90 degrees from where gravity wants it to be and then slide up. I mean, that just doesn't happen. So these things are amazingly robust. I I use it all the time while I'm out cycling. My camera has never come even vaguely close to coming out of this thing. Um, it's important you adjust it properly, and then it will actually hold very comfortably, even with... Um, I tend to have my super zoom with me when I'm out cycling, because I don't want to bring multiple lenses. So that means it's an 18 to 300, I'm thinking, maybe even 18 to 350. Either way, it's a 
stonking big lens and it's perfectly fine even though it's a big heavy lens uh, but so they have the the strap on one for basically sticking it to your chest and it's just really cool but they also have ones to go on your belt for if you're doing something more subtle they have, they have just a range of these and they're all interchangeable with each other and they are extremely robust and you're not going to lose even an expensive camera so it's the cotton carrier system at cottoncarrier.com and I, I basically uh, I pretty much decided that I, I want the one to go on your belt for Christmas this year <laughs> mm, nice hey I, I wanted to back everybody up for just a second the glyph that you suggested that you put the link to in the show notes is not available till next year oh, but, you... <laughs> but the previous version I can send you a link to uh, is available on Amazon and now, and it does go to uh, up to the 6 plus, so that means the 7 plus. So I will drop you back a link to there. Cool. Just doesn't have that cool little lever thing that you had on yours. Oh. oh well, I'm going to Next have to year. Wait. Well, my, yeah, I was gonna, hang I was on. Gonna my birthday a... is like early January. That's next year, technically. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I was going to make a suggestion. I mean, it's a little late in the year for that, but some people like to buy gifts for people from Kickstarter, Indiegogo, and I would probably recommend not doing that because so often oh, yeah. the the projects are delayed. Fake? They're delayed. Well, they could be fake. Or, or well, or I mean, maybe they didn't intend them to be fake, but they eventually just don't happen. Yeah, I haven't happen. had that run into. I had more of like delays. Um, mm. So if you wanted to get something before, you know, the holiday. There's a good chance if it's a very popular thing on uh, on one of those services that you won't get it before the holidays. So um, just something to keep in mind. Um, but uh, there's a lot of good photography things I found on the, on Indiegogo and Kickstarter. And the glyph was the I think the first thing I backed. I remember when that came out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever backed them as an indie anything. I've always just bought them when when they come out for the normal people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do any of the Kickstarter stuff myself. I like that. It makes me feel like I'm actually, you know, doing something. I own part of the product or something. So. Yeah, but you're also investing in the company when you do that. And yeah. you may or may not see the product. I, yeah, I have true. yet to have that problem. Every Everything okay. I've backed, I've... You've been I've, very lucky then. I've gotten... <laughs> same, well, I don't, same I, don't, I don't go there and buy a lot of stuff. I look at it very carefully. And yes, I, there is that there is that risk, but um, I have yet to come across it, so... Bought a really cool Good. little teleprompter for my uh, DSLRs from there for a company called Ooh. Parrot. Uh, so I have an expensive one if you want to go. Oh, go on. That's it's. Uh, it's I, well, actually, I want to do one cheap one because uh, this is sort of connected to what you were just talking about. Uh, okay, we'll throw in art. a quick bonus cheap one then, and then, then yeah, front uh, the a pants place called us. Gordy's Camera Straps. Really nice little leather camera straps. Um, that. Uh, Different prices, different kinds of straps. But if someone wants a retro style strap, I, I want to get one from from this place. I haven't gotten one yet, but they have a varying different price ranges and different kinds of straps. And if you don't want to get a, if you want a nice little styled strap, I think it's a good place to go. So, Gordy's camera straps. Can well, I give I a recommendation? A camera strap too. Oh, go huh? ahead. You go first. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> mine is going to be rather cheap depending on where you buy it but uh, you know, you remember the instant cameras uh, by polaroid the spectros mm-hmm. well the straps that belong on those cameras i actually buy a bunch of those cameras used on ebay and then i take the straps off and put them on all my cameras <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of camera is this it's a polaroid spectra it's the white format uh, instant film yeah that big oh, that's a funny. big one yeah, yeah. Oh, that's 
<laughs> what do you do with the cameras? You resell them? Well, I, I actually, I, I actually shoot the cameras as well, but I don't need the straps for the camera really, because oh, uh, that's funny. You know, they're. <laughs> oh, but yeah, the straps are phenomenal. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Well, I'm going to give you an expensive version of uh, of a camera strap. I'm a fan of Peak Designs. Uh, mm-hmm. camera straps. They make one called the Slide Light that's 50 bucks that I have. They're they're a, a normal kind of a strap, but they're kind of slippery, so the you can easily uh, flap up a little lever and slide the uh, the shortener lengthener thing. I don't know what you call it, buckle. And so it's really easy to adjust the length and you can do it, like I've done it while I'm riding my bike. I'll go, oh, that's hanging down a little bit. I want to slide it up and I can do it one-handed. And they also connect uh, to these, they, they use the Peak Design system, which is a little kind of a bungee cord with a button on the end of it. And those buttons slide into the, the camera strap. So you can take that strap off and put a different one on pretty easily and they're interchangeable and it's a it's kind of a slick system uh, anyway it's from peakdesign.com they're in, col- they're in collaboration with Trey, Trey right Trey Rackhouse yes sometimes? that's yeah. the ones okay. yep okay. yep they make that that bag that everybody's gaga about that I can't stand uh-huh. it, it, it I, I'm not a fan sorry it's huge <laughs> yes it is giant I don't like big bags I like little tiny bags same here I guess it depends what size your camera is. <laughs> I was, my, my main camera is a Sony A7, rather smallish. Yeah. And Allison, you're micro four thirds all the way now, so that means your bag is like a third. This, it needs to be like way smaller than it used to need to be. Right. But the bag they would sell you from Peak Design that would be correct for that camera is huge. No. So for a DSLR, it's giant huge. They're okay. way too big, in my opinion. Fair enough. Okay, well, we've we've been going on for an hour and ten minutes-ish. So if people want to throw me in one last, you know, hurrah, I think, Antonio, you owe us an expensive got, hurrah, so do you want to... I got one last hurrah and then uh, a quick website. Okay. Uh, the For for $1,000. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, no. right. Well, this is beyond gift, but there's someone out there who's going to spend $1,000. Uh, I saw the uh, DJI Mavic Pro drone, the new one from DJI, the small thing. I think they'll be selling them in the uh, Apple stores, too. Uh, I want that so bad. Uh, it's about the size of a paperback book. Um, and if you want to get into high-quality drone photography, I think that would be this would be the one to get. Uh, it looks really What is it called? Really, DJI Mavic, M-A-V-I-C, Pro. And oh. I think even Apple is taking pre-orders for them now. I think it's going to be the only drone in the Apple store as well. So hmm. um, it's small. Like I said, it's about oh, wow. the size of a little textbook. Teeny tiny, you can put it in a backpack. The the wings, um, the rotors fold out. Uses an iPhone mm-hmm. or Android phone for the uh, for the controls with the with the remote, and it just looks really good. And it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, so I wanted to throw that mm-hmm. in. But um, I also wanted to throw in a website. If anybody wants to buy something for a photographer, a great website to go to is photojojo.com. P h o t o j o j o dot com. There's tons of stocking stuffers and tchotchkes there for cool. photographers. So I wanted to make sure I threw that site in because if you're looking for something in the last minute and something small, you'll find it there. And there's a lot of fun stuff there for kids too. Excellent. Uh, do you want to paste that link into the Skype chat, Antonio, so I can make sure yeah, you the show notes? Yeah, I'll send you. I have a whole page. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. That, that's yeah. easier. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, anyone else want to chime in with the, with the last hurrah? I sure. have one tiny little one. Okay. Um, it's 
for again for GoPro users, a lot of uh, people have GoPros. There's a lot of different attachments and cases and things. But one thing a lot of people don't seem to have is the skeleton case. And the basic idea is it's not waterproof, so it's got mm-hmm. holes in it, which means if you record video, you get sound and you can charge the battery while you're doing. Say, um, Steve likes to do a lot of. Um, we call time-lapse photography. So he'll do the butterflies hatching in our backyard or the people who were building our fence. We made them a video of how fast they did. It was really cool. And uh, you need to be able to plug in power. Well, you can't do that if you've got the standard case on. So the skeleton case for GoPro is uh, $31 on Amazon. Cool. And you can actually sort of go half and half because my GoPros, I have the the extra pack to make them do Wi-Fi because they're old. And you can actually have like a skeleton front and a waterproof back at the same time or vice versa. Depending on which that plug would kind you of need. the purpose, though. Well, no, no, but it's depending on which plug you need access to, right? Oh, okay. Right, where, <laughs> where where do you need? And also, even just having one of the two will make it sort of somewhat splash-proof if you have, like, the skeleton back on a normal front, but it will still let the sound in. So if you're oh. going out cycling and you're not expecting to get rained on, but you think you might get splashed, I will very often have the waterproof front with the skeleton back. Mm-hmm. Because the back is facing me, rain. right? So the back isn't going to, you know, I, I imagine the water is coming from the ground up, not from me out, unless I'm having a bad day. Um, <laughs> and it means the sound comes in so much better by just having the half skeleton. So you can half and half them. There you go. Actually, the other thing, if you have GoPros, you can never have enough little doodads to connect it to. Like, you know, for a big bar, for a little bar, to go on this, to go on that. Like, there's oh, yeah. 20 kabillion, and it's such cool that they're all interchangeable systems and to go on regular tripods and all these kind of things. So if you just buy, like, a handful of those and dump them on a GoPro owner, they'll love you to bits. Clay, <laughs> uh, you were chiming in there? Okay, yeah. So I have just two quick ones. Uh, one for the the the, the hipster a film photography book okay. by a, one of our fellow podcasters, Chris Marquardt. I'm not sure if you guys remember him from, tip, from oh, the top yeah. floor. Yeah. Yeah. So he has a photography book called The Film Photography Handbook, Rediscovering Photography in the 35 millimeter, medium format and large format. And that's a great film, uh, book for people who want to get back into or get into film. And then for us tech, well, actually for anyone, a uh, monitor calibration tool. And uh, I would I'd probably recommend X-Rite, uh, the the IR1 Display Pro. Cool. Excellent. Okay, any, has everyone had their final, Alison, have you had a final hurrah? Yes, you I have. I have. I've um, even delivered my show notes to you. So you have. So that means you must be finished. <laughs> I am. Okay. Um, and I, can, I think I think the cotton carrier is my final hurrah. Um, I can't really top that in terms of price, anyway, because um, <laughs> that they're like they started like eighty, ninety bucks, and they go up from there. Uh, but they are really, really rugged products. So just to say, they are worth the money, but they're not cheap. Folks, thank you very much. This has been a really fun show. Um, I have a feeling we could probably go on for quite some time and spend an awful lot of other people's money. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it's been fun. So thank you for for giving of your time. Um, before I do, before I let you all give people links and stuff, I just want to say that there will be show notes. Um, I've been collecting links as we go, and Alison just sent me a file, and Antonio just sent me a file, and uh, Clay, if you want to email me more stuff, by all means mm-hmm. do. So I'm going to assemble together a great big long list of, of show notes, so lots of things to click on to spend your money, and that will be over at let's-talk.ie, uh, which is where I always put the show notes. 
while you happen to be over there, you'll notice that there's three large blue buttons in the sidebar under a heading, Support the Show. I would very much appreciate it if people were to do that. Um, also, I want to give an extra special shout out always to the people who already support the show through Patreon. Uh, the, the Patreon supporters are so amazing because I know there's money coming from Patreon at the end of the month and I know there are bills coming for the server and stuff. And it's so reassuring to know that I can pour one into the other um, and, and make that go away. Uh, that, that is, you know, you don't get that security from people pressing the PayPal donate button, which I highly appreciate and I love to bits. But the Patreon supporters just make it possible to know that I can do this. So you you guys are extra special, extra important. So I always want to say an extra thank you. Anyway, there's a blue button to sign up on Patreon. So you basically pledge X amount. And it can be, you know, one or two dollars. You know, it, it, it's perfect for small dollar donations, Patreon. So it's set up. As you pledge X amount per show, there will be two shows a month. One Apple, one photography. Uh, there's a plain old PayPal button. And then there is a Zazzle store where you can buy merchandise things with our cool logo on it. Um, that kind of works two ways because it means that you're a walking advertisement for the show and you have a thing. And I get some money back from Zazzle for you buying it. So I get a commission, you're a walking billboard, and you get a thing. So it works out well that way. And, of course, you can just review us on iTunes. You can just tell your friends. Uh, you know, it, it all helps, and I appreciate it all. Um, so... Thank you very much to everyone who has supported, and if you haven't, please do consider doing so. Now, panel, you were so kind to give freely of your time, so I'm going to let you plug your stuff. Uh, so, Antonio, do you want to take the lead and tell the good listeners where they can find more about you? Yeah, you can find me on my website at amrosario.com, on Twitter and Instagram at amrosario, and I spend a lot of time with my Switch to Manual buddy, switchtomanual.com. Uh, me and Tom Martinez, we do a podcast called uh, Street Shots. <laughs> And uh, so you can check us out on uh, switchtomanual.com and you can look for us on iTunes as well. Excellent. Thank you very much, Antonio. Alison, do you want to tell the good listeners where they can find your ever so slight Macintosh bias? <laughs> yeah, my main show is called The No Silicast. And uh, every other week, Barb Bouchatz is on there doing what we call security bits, whether where he tells us whether to light our hair on fire or not about the latest security news. And also once a week, you get um, a show called Chit Chat Across the Pond, where I talk to interesting people. Every other week, it's a random kind of light tech uh, sort of guest. And then every other week, we put on our propeller beanies and Bart comes on uh, and does a show like uh, the series we're doing right now called Programming by Stealth. Anyway, that's a lot of words. Just go over to podfeet.com and you can find it there and you can find me on Twitter at podfeet. Excellent. Thank you, Alison. And Clay, do you want to give the listeners some links where they can find more of you and any podcasts and things you want to plug? Sure. Uh, I'm, I do a podcast with uh, three other gents, uh, Ty, Tosh and Dick, and uh, it's called Cybercast. It's usually technology. Uh, we do have discussions about music. And uh, you can call me. You can find me at uh, Twitter at CW Daily. Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, well, that's pretty much all to say. I've been your host, Bart Bouchot. So you can find me at bartb.ie. Until next time, happy snapping. You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hey Siri, could you read the Three Geeky Ladies promo script? Sure. Elisa says, 
Welcome to the Three Geeky Ladies podcast and introduces Susay and Vicky. Susay says, hello everyone. Vicky says, hi. Elisa, want to know how we feel about the new Apple product? Susay, what about the iOS camera? Vicky, or the MacBook Pro update? Elisa, Susay, and Vicky in unison, then, listen to the Three Geeky Ladies podcast. Siri, the Three Geeky Ladies podcast on the MyMac Podcasting Network.